You are listening to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast, bite-sized episodes from one coach to another to help you create and scale your business with simplicity. No hustle required. Welcome back to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Sarah Dew, and she helps mompreneurs all over the world step out of a life on autopilot and create more balance so they can thrive both at home and in their online biz without feeling like they have to choose between the two. Definitely something we can all relate to. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited too. I'm excited because I know Sarah for over a year now. She is part of a lot of things in my life and I love her calm presence and her wisdom. She's always, she's such a great coach on our coaching calls and I'm excited to share her with everybody. Sarah, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So I'm a master life coach, a self-published author and the founder of A Simple and Contented Life, which is an online platform that helps women all over the world to become uh, their best selves and live their their best lives through reducing overwhelm and creating more balance. And I started it back in 2017 after a battle with breast cancer. And my fight taught me that life is precious, that it goes way too fast and that nothing matters more than spending quality time with the ones that we love. And during one of my chemo rounds, I was laying there in the evening on the sofa listening to my husband and the boys out in the kitchen. And it kind of dawned on me that that's what life would be like for them if I didn't make it through. And so I made a promise to myself that night that if I did beat my fight, I would do what it would take to just make life less stressful and more enjoyable and to help others do the same. So A Simple and Contented Life started as a blog, but really soon I was getting lots of emails and messages from my readers and my subscribers and Facebook members about how I was doing the things that I was sharing and could I show them. And so I've been coaching and mentoring others one way or another for the best part of 20 years, I guess now. And I've always dreamed of having my own coaching business. So last year decided that it was time to do something about it. And so I took advantage of lockdown and us all being stuck at home and not being able to go anywhere to actually finally become a certified coach. And, but once I started, I was so interested in the topic and wanted to dig deeper. And so the Hermione Granger that I am, um, I decided to look at courses on life purpose, transformation and goal setting to success. And then last year, September, I officially launched my coaching business. Amazing. Well, I'm so glad you're here on so many levels because you've been through the trenches and it's so good that you know, and you can tell your story and show people there's so much, there's so much out here. And if we don't grab it, it it can be taken away from us so quickly. Not many people get the opportunity to do that. So I'm thankful that you shared your story. So tell us a little bit about you're a master life coach. You have all these things and you work with women. What are your clients? What are your students? Whatever, who you're working with? What are they having problems with? What are they struggling with? Uh, Yeah, sure. So the majority of my clients tend to fall into probably three categories, I guess, actually. The first and the main one is mums with an online business that are 
they're looking to create more balance so that they can thrive both at home and at work without having to feel like they need to choose between the two so they're kind of pulled every which way and they're torn between their priorities at home and being a mom and being a wife but also wanting to actually focus on their business as well and and sometimes that kind of becomes overwhelming for them and they feel like they have to choose between the two so they're looking to ways to just level the playing field and and juggle those those two together so that they can thrive both at home and at work. The second is mums that are thinking about starting their online business, but they haven't dived into it yet, or they're they're not really sure how to make the transition. And so they're looking help in sort of figuring that out, but also the overcoming the confidence side of things and the limiting beliefs and the things that are holding them back to actually help them to be able to put themselves out there and actually dive in and tell the world what they're doing and and actually then have the confidence to put themselves out there and grow their businesses. And then the third is probably just, you know, mums that are just simply wanting to reduce the overwhelm of juggling all of the things and find ways to create more balance so that they have the time and energy for the things that matter so that you're juggling the day-to-day, the house, the to-do list and everything else is not getting in the way of, of the quality time with family and and time for themselves as well because as mums it's super hard isn't it to mm-hmm. find time for ourselves as well so that's something that I help them do as well is to look at how they're spending their time and actually claw back some pockets of time so that they have time and energy to do and make their own well-being a priority as well without feeling guilty about doing it. I think whether you own a business or not and you're a mom it's very hard to find a minute to yourself, right? (laughs) If you want your kids to pay attention to you, just go to the bathroom and they'll all be at the door. I mean, you just never get any, you never get any time, especially if you have little ones. I remember feeling a lot of guilt every time I would work on my business because I felt like, well, I work from home. And so I was putting in eight hour days in, in, at my desk. So, so I felt so guilty just working on my business then. And I think moms are like the biggest guilt wearers because they feel like they should be giving to everyone else. And so they put their, their, their dreams up, their businesses, all of those things. And what happens when moms really want to do something, they want to start a business, but they feel guilty for starting it right now. What, what can happen when they don't move forward with it? Exactly. I mean, it's so tough, isn't it? And especially when you've got that burning desire inside of you, knowing that your business idea could actually be the key to your family's freedom. Mm -hmm. But every time you go to switch your laptop on, you feel guilty that you're neglecting your family and your kids. And, And so it's just sort of breaking down and keeping an eye on the bigger vision and the bigger picture and the why of knowing why you're doing it and to say that, you know, actually you deserve time for yourself and you deserve time to focus on this, that you're not just a mom and you're not just a wife you're also yourself and you deserve to give yourself the you know what you deserve to put forward and say hey this is what I want to do and they are just part of my life it's not all of my life and they're roles that I play and it's all all important but you have to focus on yourself and do what's right for you so that you're ultimately happy too it's so good because we think that, oh, now that I'm married, I am a wife, or now that I have kids, I am a mom 100% of the time, then you forget, oh, I forgot Lindsay enjoyed doing this, and Lindsay enjoyed doing that, and (laughs) I mean, I think you get little glimpses of yourself again as your kids grow older too, like little things that you forgot you enjoyed, but you literally just could not do them, but when it comes to your business, I mean, that fire that starts burning inside of you when you start diving in and listening to everything and reading, you can't, you cannot put it out. It is impossible. So you feel like 
you're just all in. And I, the biggest problem that I see is they're staying up way too late at night. That's the biggest one. Not as many will really go in the trenches early in the morning. Like I always did, but they're staying up at all hours. They're on their phone constantly. What can happen when they're putting too much in towards the business? I totally resonate with that because I've definitely been guilty of that. It was staying up and and being way too late and trying to make a promise to myself that I'll turn my laptop off at 9pm and but I don't I keep going and then it's 11 o'clock before I know Mm -hmm. it and you know and then we're tired the next day and and all of that and and you're so right it is so tempting when you've got that fire burning inside of you and you're super super passionate and you're wanting to put it out there and grow your business and because it's something that you want to work on and you feel like you're called to do it, it can be tempting to spend every single spare moment that you have working on it and never shutting that laptop laptop off. But the trouble with that then is it can make it feel like it becomes a chore rather than actually enjoying it. And spending all those hours on there doing it, you just, it does become a chore and you feel like you just have to do it. And it goes from wanting to do it to having to do it. And then you just, you just, and it just makes you feel completely overwhelmed and that you then never have time for anything else. And it can be really hard to, to break that down, that barrier of that, because then you feel like you're, that's when the feelings and the guilt creep in that you're neglecting all those other areas of your life. So that's Mm -hmm. something that I will offer, my clients will share a lot is that they're trying to set the right boundaries around what they're doing and balance their time better so that they feel like they are giving equal amounts of time to the home, to the family, to themselves and their business without feeling like they're neglecting any of it. Mm -hmm. I remember telling my husband, if only we didn't have to sleep, imagine what I could all get done. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Always ending our days going, if I had just one more hour, I could have got that done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I always found that if I would stay up late and work on something and I would look at it in the morning, I would say, what the heck was I thinking? That is not that is, that is terrible. And so that evening work to me for my brain is a waste of time. I learned that the hard way doing my work after the kids will go to bed. It's not, it's not great. My prime hours are in the morning. So what do you suggest to your clients when they have, they have a nine to five, they have kids, they have to leave the house to work. I'm blessed that I get to work from home. So I don't know what it's like to balance a business and work outside of the home. How do you suggest mom's can balance us in a healthy way so everything can thrive. I think it's a case of knowing when you do your work best because if you're and whether you're a night owl or a, or a or a morning person as well and and to not fight that is to actually go with go with when you work best because that is when you'll produce your best work as well because if you're fighting that and you're not naturally a morning person but you're forcing yourself to get up you're you're not going to be able to produce your best work. And the same at night, if you're staying up and forcing yourself in those night hours to do the work, when you've done a whole day at work and you put the kids to bed and everything else, you're going to be tired and you're not going to be able to think straight. You're not going to be able to, to think clearly. And they'll, and you'll do, like you said, as you wake up in the morning and you'll look at it and think, what on earth was that? And mm-hmm. you have to start again. So I always say to my clients is to Give yourself time to explore when you're working as to when you feel like is the best time of day for you and you produce your best work and you're most motivated. 
and and do it then and don't force yourself to fit into a box of well I must be a morning person I have to get up at 5am you don't have to you need you can do it anytime you like if it works better in the evenings then do it in the evenings but equally if it works better during the mornings then do that but also I think is to be flexible with it as well because seasons change and Mm -hmm. and we you know kids get sick and there's just when you think you've nailed it the school holidays happen and you have to start all over again and it is just I think flexibility with the whole thing of working at home of when you work what projects you're working on when all of that has to be flexible because if you try and create this agenda and this timetable for you to stick to and then you know, the doorbell goes or the phone goes mm-hmm. or you know the kids need you for something it all gets thrown out the window and then that just leaves you really frustrated that you're not able to get your work done so I think it's definitely the two things is is understanding and giving yourself time to find out when the best times are for you to work and when you produce your best work and you're best motivated and also then to just be flexible and give yourself grace too. Mm-hmm. I relate to so much to working out like you think you need to be like everybody else. So-and-so works at this time. And so I need to try that. And like you said, the distractions are going to be the biggest things that are going to pull you away. So for me, if I work out right away in the morning, I will have no one bothering me unless someone is sick or whatever, but I work out really early in the morning. If I put it off until the afternoon or the evening, for me, it's not going to get done. So I get, I get that stuff done right away in the morning. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to find some time to work on your business and you do have maybe like a workout plan during the day, try to kind of model that because I think that's your personality is I'm a morning person. Oh yeah. That's when I do my workout. So after I'm done working out, maybe I could work on my business for a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how my mind works best. So what do you think? when you're building your business and you have, you're balancing all the things, how I get this question all the time, how long should I work on my business every day? And I think that it's kind of, it's funny when we ask that, because I always say, well, if you work on it for an hour and 22 minutes every day, you will be a six figure coach in six months. They always think there's like this magic number and they are always surprised that I say maybe like an hour or so, and you'll be okay. Just a little bit at a time. What do you suggest? Yeah, definitely. I think if we give ourselves eight hours, we'll fill those eight hours. And Mm -hmm. if we give ourselves one hour, we'll still do that. And if we set ourselves a task that we need to complete that day, whether we give ourselves the one hour or the eight hours, it could it's still, it'll still take that time because we just think, great, I've got eight hours. And you're not, I think sometimes less is more because if you have got less time, you are more motivated to make it happen because you've got the clock ticking and you know that you need to make the most of the time that you have. So I think it's, it's definitely is give yourself some set work hours of, you know, not necessarily, let's say like nine till three, but actually mm-hmm. like I'm going to work three hours a day and I'm going to get this done and set that task within that time frame can really, really help. Whereas if you just have, okay, say for example, you, your kids are at school, so you work between nine and three when, when they are at school, but if you try and then just think, okay, great, I've got a whole day and you just sit at your computer with nothing planned and no mm-hmm. goal of what you're working towards, that's when you lose time and that's when it you can just sit and find yourself scrolling through Facebook and doing all of those mm-hmm. things because you don't know what you're working on. So I think it's a mix of two things is actually giving yourself a certain amount of time that you're working of what you feel is best for you, but also have a goal of what you're working towards as well so that you can see at the end of the day, hey, yes, I was productive and I got that done. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to have a goal for the day because otherwise you will just kind of flounder and find yourself scrolling and that time will be eaten up so fast than you can even imagine. Facebook steals time from you. I don't know if anyone knows this, but it does. And it, you can't get it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instagram, all those things. So Definitely. Back, get it, get off. I, I always have these little warning signs in my head. I know when Lindsay's overwhelmed, when I open up an Amazon screen or I look at Instagram too much. And then I'm like, what are you supposed to be working on? And why are you trying to avoid it? It's being really mindful with how you're working and how you are taking care of the things that are on your list. If you're the type of person who has a desk full of lists and planners, like you're really good at buying the planners, but never doing anything. I know we can all relate to that. What are, what's your tip for the person who has the literal overwhelm right in front of her and she's trying to get this going? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely resonate with what you said there too, because I'm exactly the same. I always know when I'm overwhelmed or I can't figure out how to break a task down or what I need to do with it because I will head straight to Canva. That is my go-to place. <laughs> so, and I'll just hang out on Canva and create a few Instagram pictures, which doesn't help me at all. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, as soon as I find myself in Canva when I'm not supposed to be, I know that like, hey, that's right. Come on, Sarah, you're not doing what you should be now. Why are you doing this? <laughs> So, so that's it's a really good way of identifying it is, is knowing what your trigger is, is that if you are finding yourself suddenly going through Facebook or on Amazon or on Canva, that is usually a good indicator that you are procrastinating for some reason. And it is to know why you're procrastinating and what's holding you back and stopping you from doing it. And um, yeah, so it's, it's just understanding those triggers and, and, and then looking at it and saying, okay, this is, I'm obviously feeling overwhelmed right now, or I don't know how to get into this task. Let's, you know, pause it for a minute, sit down and you know, go make a cup of coffee take a step back and just look at it and ask yourself, you know, why am I doing this? What's really going on here? Why am I not making the progress and taking the action that I need to take? And usually it's because of it, that's when the limiting beliefs start to creep in and the overwhelm comes from either having too much to do and not knowing what to dive into first and what your priority is, or there's a hidden limiting belief there going on that if you complete this task, it means you're going to be visible. If you complete mm-hmm. this task, you're putting yourself out there. And that means you're going to be open for judgment or falling um, fear of falling flat on your face and all of those kind of things. So it's it's not just recognizing the trigger of, of hiding in Facebook or hiding in Canva. It's, it's then like, okay, now I know I'm doing it. Why am I doing it? And mm-hmm. then you can go from there to then start taking the action again and getting rid of that overwhelm. I think we should talk about that because I, I think that could be a light bulb moment for a lot of people. If you're not aware of this, when you are working on things behind the scenes for weeks, months, sometimes even years, that limiting belief that Sarah just brought up is when I complete this, I will be visible. Talk, talk about that. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's definitely been a huge thing for me that I've had to work on a lot over the last 18 months or so of that being the fear of visibility and putting yourself out there. It can be absolutely, you know, it can really stop you in your tracks and Mm -hmm. hold you back in so many ways. And it's and then you beat yourself up for it because you know that you just have to if you want your business to succeed, you have to be visible. You have to put yourself out there. But with that then comes the fear of being seen of being judged of saying something wrong or upsetting somebody or 
someone to go hey I told you that wouldn't work and you're mm-hmm. a failure and just to not do it and it it can really really be debilitating and it's something that I have had to work on like I said for a very long time because I one of the things that held me back in moving forward was being visible and I've had to work on that over time of just by doing it slowly and just doing little bits and you know and to just force myself every day to put myself out somewhere that makes me visible and then the more you do it the easier it gets and so you kind of the the best if I can give that is to pick somewhere where you feel safe and whether that is inside your Facebook group going live before you then go live on Instagram or something like that mm-hmm. and and then just slowly build it up but yeah the, the visibility thing is huge for a lot of my clients is that they're and then once they put themselves out there it's like then what because sometimes we talk about fear of failure but actually the one that can be more terrifying for people is the fear of success because then if they are successful can they sustain it is it just a one-time thing there's then the pressure to constantly still stay and be successful and and be out there all the time because then people have seen you once so they expect it more and can you keep up with that and maintain with it once you are out there doing your thing and talking about everything, can you continue to come up with ideas and share things that people are going to be interested in? And all of those thoughts crop through your head, like the you know the fear of being successful as well, is that you get to where you want to be, then it's like, well, then what? What's mm-hmm. next? What's going to be next? What are my friends going to think? What are my family going to think? Are my friendships going to change because suddenly I'm now successful? And all of those kind of things can really crop up and, and hold people back from, from pushing themselves out there. Oh my gosh. That's, you just nailed it. I I love the, I love the thing, the the topic of if I do this, I'm going to have to keep doing it. And that sounds exhausting to me. And if I try this, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I am successful? I've never been successful with my business before. So I don't know what that feels like. And in your mind, your mind's like, yeah, what the heck is that? Let's not do that. Let's just kind of stay back here because we're really good at behind the scenes stuff. We're really good at standing behind our computer and just doing our own thing. Right. And that doesn't really work. So how do we get past those limiting beliefs that could be holding really great people back from helping other people in this world? Yeah. So I think it's just breaking them down and, and actually a great way of doing it that I get my clients to do is to actually sit there and with a journal and just start writing whatever comes to mind of all of the things that they feel like hold them back and dig into why they think that it is that they're doing it. And so so for me with the visibility it was like well, why am I hiding why why am I hiding and just keep asking yourself why and why and why and why until you get to the root cause of where it stems from sometimes it's hard to figure it out but other times especially if you spend a lot of time journaling on it you will start to have epiphanies and see where those limiting beliefs are coming from and then and a lot of it comes from sort of childhood experiences mm-hmm. and and things and expectations from family and friends and the way that the people around you were growing when you were growing up, how they led their lives of what's expected of you. And so though, and so limiting beliefs, especially around money, can stem from that as well, of the thing of being successful, but then it means making money. And I've been growing up to talk that money doesn't grow on trees, that you have to work really hard for it, and all of those mm-hmm. kind of things. That if you look at what your limiting beliefs are and the kind of things that scare you and the kind of things that stop you from coming out of your comfort zone when you think about it what those instant thoughts are that hold you back you can then start to break those down and work out where they're coming from 
but then actually then spin them on the head and say, well, no, actually I do deserve to do this and well, everybody else can do it. Why can't I? Why shouldn't I? And then you can take them and turn them around and find a great way of doing it is to find positive affirmations that you can then say to yourself. So when those limiting beliefs crop up, you can say things like, I am worthy. I do deserve this. I am capable. I don't have to have all the answers. I you know I might not have the answers but I know somebody who might and I'm capable of going to find the answers Mm -hmm. and just if I don't have the answer right now it doesn't or if I don't know what all of my steps are that I need to take that's okay I can just take step one and two and trust the process that steps three four and five will unfold and once you start to break down all those limiting beliefs and know what you can do to not just stop them in their tracks but then actually take action that's when you can start to move forward and and you can start small again as well of picking something small like before of being visible of picking something small and building on there and the more you do it the easier it gets it's the same with our limiting beliefs as well that when we break those limiting beliefs down and we turn them on our heads and then we allow ourselves to dip our toes in the water and explore and try something different or try something new and give ourselves permission to do it scared and be brave knowing that you know there are no mistakes we just that's how we learn and how we grow and by the things that we've done up until now if they haven't gone right that's okay because we've learned what has worked and what hasn't worked and then we can build on from that and every time we break down and successfully break down that limiting belief we're building a stack of evidence that we have done this in the past and it worked okay and we've picked ourselves back up and we can keep going and each time we do that that evidence stack gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what helps crush that limiting belief so that you can start moving forward. I love that the evidence, it stacks up because I think one of the biggest mistakes that we can make is, okay, I decided I'm going to start my business. I decided I'm going to put my one-on-one coaching page out there. Like all those big steps in our business that we, we go through and it doesn't work or we don't get the feedback that we thought we were going to get, or it's been, you know, and it's been dead. Like no one's coming. What's going on? I'm doing something wrong. And then we can fall in the pits or we can keep going. And you've heard me on coaching call saying, well, what are your options? You can quit or you can keep going. Yeah. How do people keep going after they put themselves out there for the first time? And they're like, I thought this was going to be amazing because I got rid of all this and then, and I did it and then nothing happened. What the heck? Like that big moment, what was the point of that, right? So how do you work through that with them? Yeah, absolutely. That can be so tough sometimes because you you put your heart and soul into something and you feel like it is the thing. It's going to be amazing. Everybody's, you know, you know that your clients, your dream clients need it and, and you put it out there and it's crickets and it can be really, really tough. And it can, and you're right. You can either quit and throw in the towel and walk away or you keep going. And, and that is just to keep going is to just say, okay, maybe it wasn't the right time. And maybe I, I didn't quite get my copy right and tweak it. Maybe I didn't share it enough on social media or with my email list. And maybe I just need to look at it from a different angle. And and is to look at that and say, okay, why do I think it didn't work? And just because it didn't work, it doesn't mean that the next thing I try isn't going to work. It doesn't mean that if I tweak it slightly or tweak my messaging slightly, it's not going to work. Is to not give up because it takes time and it takes time to figure out as well what it is that you want to do and what what you 
you know, the content that you want to share and the topics that you want to share in the way you want to do it, it takes time to figure that out and to get your groove and find your groove. And I think that can be so hard when you're just first starting out with your business. You it's, you can expect yourself to have all the answers as soon as you wake up and get going on it and, it, and have your direction. And that's not the case. I mean, it can take two or three years sometimes to, mm-hmm. to find your groove and find your direction. And it's allowing yourself to be in an experimental phase for a while and to not put pressure on yourself to for everything to to work fantastic the first time you do it because it doesn't it takes time to to dabble and experiment and tweak things and you know try facebook ads or instagram ads and and all of that kind of stuff and find out what works and then when you do find out what works then you can do that again with the next thing that you work on and you start to gain momentum and that's when you get the snowball effect Mm-hmm. It's like trying for me. I never follow recipes very well. I always say, well, let, let's just try this differently this time. <laughs> and everything always turns out different. And I think that's how my business has been. Nothing has been like, when I do this, this happens. It's not going to be like that. It's not, that's just not how business is because you're working with variables that change at every second. So it's impossible to say that this equals this what the only thing that you can truly rely on is yourself and your mindset. Your mindset has to be in a continuous work in progress. Otherwise it's going to be really tricky moving through all the levels that you're going to climb because you're never going to get, I promise you, no matter what level you get in your business, whether it's your first, you know, it's your first month ever making money. It's your first month hitting four figures, five figures beyond six figure years. It's never going to be, ah, there, I, I did it. You're always going to be hungry for more. So that hunger needs to be a healthy hunger because otherwise it's going to feel like you're just clawing your way through, white knuckling your way through. And I, I, for one, do not want to run my business that way. No, absolutely. Definitely. And I think it's also important too, is to give yourself permission to, to be who you are as well and to not try and model yourself on other people. Cause it can be really tempting with the whole comparison thing on Instagram mm-hmm. of, you know, comparing yourself to somebody else or wanting to model exactly how they are doing it as well. Cause if it works for them, it must work for me, but that's not always the case. And you've got to, yes, you can take the ideas from them of how they're doing it and, and follow their steps, but you've got to do what is right for you and if something doesn't sit right with you then don't do it and mm-hmm. you know, just do it how you want to do it and I always tell my clients that the magic is in owning who you are and not being afraid to be yourself and to not worry about whether people like you or follow you or not because if you are yourself and you put yourself out there with your own messaging showing your own quirks and who you are without being afraid to show your warts and everything mm-hmm. then the right you will attract the right people and then that's where the magic starts to happen because if you are being exactly who you really are underneath and it can be scary putting yourself out there mm-hmm. to you know sharing all of the, the quirks about you and, and maybe worrying about speaking out and upsetting somebody and then they unfollow you mm-hmm. and all of that but when you do that then the right you will attract the right people you will attract your dream clients and you will resonate with people that want to work with you one-on-one because they feel like they know you they can trust you that they can see that you have walked the walk that they have and that's when you're going to really start to make progress and and headway in a business Mm. it's so important to do the work it's not as fun as playing in canva but it's important (laughs) to do the work right sarah yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is such a good conversation. I definitely, we could talk forever. I love having Sarah in my world. How can you be in everyone else's world? Do you want to share some links? 
yeah sure that'd be great thank you so you can find me everywhere on under a simple and contented life so I'm over on Instagram I'm currently dabbling and trying to be more out there and put myself out there visible with my stories and everything at the moment so I'm trying to share a lot of behind the scenes stuff there so you can feel like you can get to know me better I am also on Facebook as a simple and contented life and I have a Facebook group there too and then over at a simple and contented life.com that you can check out my ways to work with me and I'm currently in the process of launching my membership site as well so you can register to, to join the waitlist there too. Awesome. We will put all of Sarah's links in the show notes like usual. Uh, Please go follow her and show her some love because I think this is a conversation that needs to be had with your, if you're a coach and you have clients who need the mindset work, you know that your job as a coach too is to help your clients in any way that they need. So having guests like this in your tool belt, don't forget to refer your clients or get help or resources from other people because life coaches with high credentials like Sarah come in handy to help your clients grow because they're going to hit those levels where you're you're like okay how do I get them through this what can I do just know that there's people like Sarah out there for you and please go show her that you love this episode share it take a screenshot of the podcast episode take both of us so we can share it with our audience as well Sarah thank you so much for being on it was a pleasure to have you and I can't wait for this to get out that's great thanks so much Before you go, I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group for coaches. Simply type dreamclientcommunity.com in your browser, request access, and we'll happily let you in. We have amazing coaches in there just like you who are starting and scaling their business, and we would love to see you there.